Broadcasting live on a studio in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box. America's positive radio talk show. Rocking for 21. We're almost up to 22 years on the air. It's unbelievable to think that in another month it'll be 22 years on the air. And we thank you so much for your awesome support. We welcome aboard the 12 million XM radio subscribers, the millions more on TalkDavid.com. And, of course, we're proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, one 800 548 one Giving you the answers, the thoughts, and the concepts of how to break out of where you are in your life to create the one you really want. Coming up in a couple minutes, I'm really excited. We've got this guy, Randy Gajon, author of eight international bestsellers, uh, uh, prison addiction, I mean, all of these things, uh, dropping out of high school, he goes on to become a multimillionaire, writing all these books, doing things in a very very different way. And I love that type of person. So I know we're going to get along great. Randy Gage is going to be with us for a second in just a minute. Um, I want to, and we, we know how many emails you guys send in and we so appreciate it. I'm going to hit one really quick. We'll do more later in the show. We have two solid hours left and uh, so much more to get to. This is a common one. Uh, David, on one of your YouTube videos says that most overweight people get there because of lifestyle, not genetics. How do you explain away that my whole family is fat? Isn't that a sign that it is genetic? And you would think so, right? You would. You'd look back at your family tree and you go, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncles, everyone is overweight. Okay, how could that not be genetics? University of Florida study a couple years ago came out and said that about Listen to this. This is going to be disheartening for some. Only 6% of overweight or obese people can link it to genetics. Only That means 94%. It's something else, okay? So that's how we pull this link out and go, there's a darn good chance that your family's overweightedness has nothing to do with genetics. Now, you could be one of the 6%, but let's just say the odds aren't against you. And let's say it's not genetics. What could it be? It could be food allergies. You know, we're finding out all kinds of awesome information about allergies to wheat and soy and milk and nuts and Lord knows peanut butter. My God, there's so many different allergies out there. And we do know that some allergies create they're a nasty mess in regards to losing weight. Thyroid problems. You could have a family history of thyroid, right, um, which would link towards the genetic, but even that is only about 10%. But here's the big one, the one that we know in our work that we see all the time, it's emotional neglect. In other words, we neglect learning how to deal with emotions, and that can be passed down from generation to generation, and so we use food as a way to soothe. We use food as a way to not deal with emotions. Some families have alcohol, some food, some gambling, and we pass that down. So you could have family tree, and we learn from those people in our family. We could have a family tree filled with overweight people, and all of them are doing the same thing, covering their emotions with food. Go back to the video, watch it again, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But if you doubt me, talk to your doctor and see what they have to say. 1-800-548-8255. So can you imagine this as a beginning? You drop out of high school, you go to jail, you face addictions, and then somewhere, somehow, you pull yourself out of all of that and become a multimillionaire. My guest, Randy Gage, is that such person. His new book, Risky is the New Safe, The Rules Have Changed. Randy, welcome. 
Randy, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, now now I got you. Now that's an amazing start and an, and an incredible finish. Like like, was there a breaking point, Randy? Was there a place where that you said, okay, enough already, enough of this nonsense, the craziness, the chaos and drama. I'm just going to change, or was it more gradual? There was certainly some gradual, but the real breaking point. I was about thirty years old. And my business was seized by the IRS because I hadn't paid the taxes. They auctioned it off. I, I, $55,000 in debt, which at that point in my life might as well have been 20 million, right? Yeah, right. Stole, stole all my furniture. I'm sleeping on the floor. And that's when I said, you know what? This ain't working. I gotta change <laughs> something. Right. My and you know, isn't it so true? Now at that time, at that time when you had all that going on, was was there addiction in your world? I wasn't involved I wasn't active in addiction then. Um I had had that in the past, but I got all these worthiness issues from when I did have addictions, right? So that's mm. what was manifesting then. I didn't think I was worthy. So I was, you know, the old I looked at finally I, I had to ask this question, which was uh, like 11 negative dysfunctional relationships in a row, all these right. health challenges, all these business failures. Is there one person who was always at the scene of the crime? <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 so that's the, 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 the question I had to ask myself. And, of course, I didn't like the answer, but that right. was that was the breakthrough for me when I really said, okay, I have to take responsibility for this. Okay, so, you know, of all the listeners that are tuned in right now, Randy, listening to your conversation, and let's say there's a percentage, 20, 30, 40, could be 90% that are saying, oh, my Lord, I don't think I'm worthy. And I, if I look at, you know, what's gone on in my past, my current financial situation, whatever it might be, it's never been good, or I'm doing the roller coaster, it's good for six months or eight months or a year, and then bad for six, what is it? that we need to share that is the first step to breaking through and getting old out of the old mindset and opening up for our potential to be finally successful for life? First step is that awareness that you really are creating it. It's not your ex-wife. It's not the government. It's not your boss. It's not the economy. It's not anything but you. Second step is forgiving yourself. And another helpful book, you know, obviously I'm really excited about Risky is the New Safe, and it's a big bestseller now, and I love it, and I'm proud of it. And, uh, but there's another book I'd recommend, too, and that um, was called by Dan Millman. And yeah. he talks about the, who you know, I know you're familiar with his work, a brilliant sure. guy. But sure. Dan says, you know, there's two prime directives we learn as a kid from the very beginning, which is prime directive number one is when you're good, you get rewarded. And prime mm -hmm. directive number two is when you're bad, you get punished, right? Right. So that's all like hardwired into our brain. And then what happens is there's one person who knows every jealous thought you ever had, every petty thing you ever did. We remembers when you stole $2 from your mother's purse when you were 12, remembers when you, you know, said something bad about your best friend in high school. And, of course, that person is ourselves. Right. And, you know, so we hold out these mm. idealist images, whether it's Gandhi or Mother Teresa or Sai Baba or Jesus or whoever. And we say, well, those people are all perfect, 
and I'm not perfect, so I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. Right. But the truth is, Gandhi wasn't perfect. Mother Teresa mm-hmm. wasn't perfect. And they, what they did is they learned to, that that's just part of the job of being a human. We make mm-hmm. mistakes. We do things we wish we didn't do. We say things we wish we didn't say. They were able to forgive themselves, see their own value, and then allow themselves to reach prosperity. And that's the same thing we have to do. So you, you hit this, this block at 30, or this awakening. Let's call it an awakening. Um, was it at 30, did you say, when the IRS took your everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you hit it at 30 and you go, okay, you know, I'm the one responsible. I'm the common denominator in all this chaos. Was there any person that you looked to then that you called, that you asked for help? Was there, was there any individual that then you reached out instead of trying to do it alone, because we saw that whatever we were doing up to 30 wasn't working. Did you reach out and ask for help? I did, but in a kind of unconventional way. Part of my issue was I was pathologically shy, kind of antisocial, and so and I didn't have successful friends. I mean, I didn't travel in those circles. Yeah. I was surrounded by a bunch of victim people like me, and mm-hmm. we would get together and commiserate with each other. And of course, so you tell them your tragedy, and they tell you your their tragedy, and. Then if they have a better tragedy than you do, you get jealous and you think, well, I need to go, <laughs> you know, manifest the tumor or, you know, a meteorite landed on my car or something. So I have a better tragedy next time we meet, right? <laughs> I love it, Randy. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that. So I realized I have to get away from all these victimhood friends that I have, cre- this circle I've created around me. And I, you know, it's like, you know, Jim Rohn used to say, well, take a millionaire to lunch and buy him lunch. I didn't even know a millionaire. I mean, I didn't travel in those circles. So I got books by Charles Fillmore, Ernest Holmes, James Allen, Catherine Ponder. And Mm -hmm. those were the people I reached out to, even though I didn't meet them in person. I, I used their work to help guide me and help me develop uh, wisdom and I and I really began a, a daily self development program, studying the principles of prosperity. You know, we, we're we're talking about. I mean, in, in certain terms that you hit, you know, this bottom that was bottom enough for you to change. Um, and when you look back, if you said, if if you're looking back now, when you were thirty and you did that work, if there was something different that you would recommend someone else do. If they've hit a place where they know, okay, I'm really ready to change, would you recommend anything different today, Randy? No, because I only know what worked for me, and that's what worked yeah. for me. Was uh, now, if I knew some more successful people, or I, I traveled in a in a in an orbit of people who had a higher level of consciousness, I certainly would. And if, if anyone listening is, I would recommend you reach out to them. But mm-hmm. in my case, I, I mean, and if I would have known somebody of higher consciousness. I wouldn't have liked them, and they wouldn't have liked me. And they probably, you know, they they I would have been just bitter and jealous because they were successful and they had money and I didn't, right? And right. and oh. and they would they would have looked at me for two minutes and said, "Who is this needy person who's clutching onto me?" And let me get away from them as quickly as I possibly can. 
That's right. That is so true. Randy, I'm going to ask you to hang there. We're going to go to a quick break and come back. We're talking to Randy Gage, eight international bestsellers, his brand new one, Risky is the New Safe. The rules have changed. We'll get into more with Randy. Uh, loving this interview. And remember, and we say this all the time on the show, ladies and gentlemen, that at any day, at any day, you can start to turn it all around. The only thing you have to do is make that decision that today is it. Whether we're talking about finances, health, relationships, just make that decision. When we come back, Randy will have more information, steps and tips that you can take to actually create the life you want just as he has in his life. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, David Essel Live, America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255. Email us during the show, talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show. David Essel alive. Welcome aboard. As uh, we talk with my guest, Randy Gage, the author of eight international bestsellers, his brand new one, Risky is the New Safe. The Rules have changed. Randy, this whole thing about security, I mean, I I was reading through your book, and one of the things that we bought into is that there's pathways to security, but whether we're talking about investments or career, but what you're saying is there's no such thing as security anymore, aren't you? Yeah, I'm saying the rules have changed because, like, when I grew up, my mom said, go to school, get an education, get a job for a big company, and you'll be set for life. And she certainly wasn't alone. I think millions of mothers and fathers all across the world and, you know, told their kids the same thing. Today, that's the riskiest thing you could do. If you're working for a corporation and you've been with them for 20 years, you've got a target on your back, right? Right. And, and the, right. the longer, yeah, the longer you work for them, the bigger that target is. They're saying, well, can we get somebody younger, somebody cheaper, less health benefits, less vacation time, less HR costs? Um, so, you know, in my case, I was fortunate because I was thrown out of high school, so <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get, get a chance to follow my mother's advice, and I think that's why I'm wealthy today, right? Um, yep. Because the rules have changed. Same thing. If you're gonna, if you're waiting around for Social Security to to take care of you in your retirement, that's risky. So the mm. whole point of the book is what used to be safe is now risky, and actually taking some risks is now the safest thing you could do. Let's, let's talk investments. You, you, you talk in your book about um, gold and silver. Do you, do you think that th- that's one of the best places that we should be putting our money in regards to investment? Yeah, I see gold, platinum, and silver as the only real form of payment on Earth because everything mm-hmm. else is just a promise to pay. Something like the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is just a mind virus, really. I mean, they say, okay, here's a $20 bill. It's worth $20. But, of course, if inflation is 5%, then it goes down. And then when they run a budget deficit and they print more money, it devalues the currency and it goes down again. So it's just a subjective value, a subjective mind virus. Whereas gold, platinum, silver, those are real, uh, tangible things that will continue to go up, right, but now right. when the Google boys start mining asteroids, 
which they're going to be doing soon because they've got a company set up with James Cameron called Planetary Resources. And when it becomes cheaper to bring gold back to Earth than it is to take it out of the Earth, the price will go down, of course. So right. The whole point of my book is when everybody's zigging, you want to be zagging. Right, right. And and where does where does one go, Randy, to to do the zagging? Like, where does one go to get that kind of information on investments or starting a business? If it's network marketing, if it's your own business, like where where do people go to find to be guided? Let me ask that question: to be guided to do what you're recommending. Well, if they read the book, they can't help but get at least twenty five multi million or multi billion dollar ideas, and I mean that real world. I'm not. I'm not being, you know, hype. I mean real world if they go through that. The other thing is I set up a site for the book at riskyisthenewsafe.com, and I've got two different uh, one-hour teleseminars up there and some bonus material that I made for Amazon and then some reviews and a lot of interviews. So somebody can go there and they can really see how they can take the strategies from the book and apply them right now because – this is the key, and I hope everybody listening really gets this, because this is why I wrote the book, is there's never been a better time to create wealth than right now. There's never been a better time to be alive, to create. There's never been a better time to go from broke to multimillionaire or even multibillionaire than right now because of the things I'm talking about in the book, because of social media, because of mobile apps. Because of the cloud, because of, you know, all this accelerated speed of change, which is driven by technology and some other things, it's creating a lot of challenges. But, of course, every challenge comes with a corresponding opportunity. Right. And and what you're saying, Randy, and I can guarantee you that in most of our minds we're going, that sounds so insane because the economy is X and the real estate market is Y and blah, blah, blah. And this guy's saying that this is the time to become wealthy. Most of the people listening to this radio show tonight, the vast majority of them in their lifetime will be able to buy a home on the floor of the ocean with a coral mm. reef garden and whales swimming by. Mm. Most of the people listening to the show tonight will be able to take a vacation on the moon in their lifetime. Mm. Most of the people listening to the show tonight will be able to hit a home run to win the World Series for their team, although this last one is probably going to be done in a virtual reality hollow suite, okay? Right, um, right. Those things, I'm not talking 50, 100 years from now. We're facing the next 10 to 15 years, there's going to be more cataclysmic change than has happened in the last thousand years. Wow. And that's going to present wow. amazing opportunities for prosperity and success. I love it. Randy, we're going, to co- we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back with a final 60 seconds with you. I so appreciate your extra time with us here today. We're talking to Randy Gage, author of the book, Risky is the New Safe. Hey, and check out what he was mentioning, too. Riskyisthenewsafe.com. Riskyisthenewsafe.com with Randy Gage to get those extra bonuses, the teleconferences, et cetera, that he mentioned. Right after these messages, we're coming back with a final 60 seconds with Randy Gage. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, reminding you to be bold, be strong, be positive, and in the words of Randy Gage, be risky. The name of the book, Risky is the New Safe, the Rules Have Changed. Hey, Randy, a, a final minute or so, could you just give us a little expose on, on helping people to open their mind to the direction that, that the, the options that are out there for the average person, the op- options that are out there career-wise to shatter old beliefs about security and to make the money they want to make? Yeah, it's all about asking the right questions. I'm sure there's people listening to me tonight and saying, does this guy really believe that I'm going to be able to buy a home on the floor of the ocean in my lifetime? Wrong question. Better question would be, what will the price of ocean floor real estate do to the price of oceanfront real estate? Mm-hmm. That's a much more interesting question. Somebody said, well, do you really believe we're going to be able to take a vacation on the moon in my life? Wrong question. Better question, who owns the moon? I mean, really, who owns right. the moon? We put a flag up there. We have a Jeep, but does that mean we own it? If China goes there in two years of day? So a better question would be, how will we divide up the moon without all these territorial wars like we did on Earth? Right on. How will... How does reduced gravity affect uh, appetite? How does reduced gravity affect muscle strength? How does reduced gravity affect libido? How does reduced gravity affect fill in the blank with a thousand different things? If you ask the right questions, it shows you where the opportunities are. And because we're going into... the, The thing I want people to really get is if you had the chance to be in that DeLorean with Michael J. Fox, and you could pick the date to set it to, mm. this is the date right here, right now, mm. that you want to go to, because there will never be more opportunities in any time in human history than in the next 15 years because of the changes that will take place mm. in that time. And, and Randy, you know, as, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, and like so many other times in history, those individuals who are open-minded, positive, risk-taking will succeed. Those people who are scared, shut down, nervous, negative will not. Yes, because there are winners and there are losers. And I wrote the book because I want people to be winners. But people who are fear-based, it's, oh, I don't want to hear about cloning. I don't want to hear about genetic engineering. I don't want to hear about social media, the cloud, mobile app. You know, can I just crawl under my covers and stay there and somebody will protect me? Those are the people that are going to get hurt. The people who will embrace change, look for challenge, look for problems, and then be part of the solution to those problems, they're going to become the wealthiest people on earth. And ladies and gentlemen, the book is an awesome, fast read. For those of you who are worried about time, let's blow that right away. It's a faster, it's packed with tons of valid information, but it is a fast read too, which you will enjoy. Risky is the new safe. The rules have changed. Randy Gage. And don't forget to go to the website, riskyisthenewsafe.com, riskyisthenewsafe.com for the teleconference series and more that Randy is offering there on his site. Randy, the, I knew this was going to be awesome. You just rock. And I knew we were going to have a lot of fun. I'm glad we had a chance to talk tonight. I really am. Yeah, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You bet. We'll, we'll look forward to it again, and, uh, and have a great night, Randy. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. 
Riskyisthenewsafe.com. Riskyisthenewsafe.com. Check it out. Enjoy it. 1-800-548-8255. This is uh, – I'm going to get your feedback. A lot of times with our emails, I go ahead and, and give an answer, but this is a big one. Um, 1-800, get ready with your calls, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Um, this is written by a 35-year-old woman. Uh, my father stopped talking to me 15 years ago after an argument over a $1,500 loan. I have never reached out. My question to you is, should I bother with him since he has never bothered with me? If so, how do I do it? Um, or should I wait for him to contact me? I'll be listening. What do you think about that? So we have a stalemate here. If you were in this situation and your father stopped talking to you over a $1,500 loan 15 years ago and you never reached out, is it up to you to reach out or him? one 800 what do you think should happen in this case? It's interesting that she's writing to us around Christmas time. If this, if if you were in that situation, would you just go? You know, fifteen years of not talking to my dad. I think it's time to give a call. Or would you say, you know, he was the guy that made the decision to stop talking to me, so I'll wait. Would you email? Would you call? Would you send him a letter? Or would you just let it go? Would you just say, you know, whatever? Have you ever been in this situation? Have you been in a situation where you were estranged from your mom, your dad, a sister, or a brother for 5, 10, 15 years? And did you do anything with it? And how do you feel about it today? If you didn't do anything, are you happy? Are you content? Are you resentful? If you did something about it, what did you do and what was the end result? one 800 what would you tell this woman to do? 35 years old, hasn't talked to her dad in 15 years, hasn't heard from him, she hasn't reached out to him. What would you advise her to do in this circumstance? Would you tell her to give a call? Would you tell her to send an email, a letter? 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. I've mentioned before many times on this show, and I don't know if this is relevant with this woman's case, but... Because she doesn't say in here anything about her own resentments towards her dad, but I've worked with women of all ages that have resentments against their dad that they subconsciously take out on every man in their life. They don't do it on purpose. They don't even know they're doing it. That's why it's subconscious. But they end up making choices of men and they end up having relationships of, with men that are not healthy at all because they've never come to peace with their own destructive relationship with their father. But what would you tell her to do in this circumstance? Would you say take a risk and reach out? Would you say let it go? It's been 15 years. It doesn't really matter. What, what side uh, would you be on here? What position would you advise that this person take? To be the quote-unquote bigger person and reach out and say, hey, listen, I know we haven't talked in a long time and take the risk of him rejecting her? Would you say let it go? It doesn't really matter? Have you been in that situation before and did you just let it go and are you okay with it? Have you been in that situation before and you tried and were rejected? And what would you tell this person to do? Matt. Uh, just sent a text in, Matt from New Jersey, 
She has to make the call. The quicker, the better. I wouldn't do it via email or text, as he sends in the text. So so Matt's saying she's got to make the call. Quick text. Thank you, Matt, from New Jersey. What would you do in this circumstance? 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Would you tell her to go ahead and take that risk? And he might reject her. He might say, I don't want to have anything to do with you until you pay me back the 1500 bucks." Right? And then she'd be hurt again. Would you say blow it off? Ed from New England, let it go. If she doesn't hold resentments right now, there's no sense, (laughs) I love this, in waking a sleeping dog. So Ed in New England says let it go. 35-year-old woman, no contact with her dad in 15 years, over a $1,500 loan. She's never reached out. He's never reached out. I got to tell you, in this situation, Margaret, let me see what Margaret just wrote in, uh, saying, absolutely make the call. There's always unresolved resentments over issues like this that are interfering with your life at levels you don't even know. And that's true, Margaret. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I agree 100% with Margaret. Now, I'm, I'm going to disagree with the manner of how I would recommend this woman contact her dad, but... But but I'm going to agree. When when we have situations now, the reason that this woman wrote to me is that obviously this is bothering her. Okay, so if it's bothering her enough to write into this talk show, then you know it needs to be resolved. At least the attempt needs to resolve. This is what I would highly recommend. Number one, whatever you do, however you approach your dad, do not get attached to an end result that's going to be positive. In other words, you have to understand that he may or may not appreciate your contact. And so if we approach someone thinking, okay, I'm going to be the bigger person and I'm going to reach out and I'm going to do the right thing. And if in the back of our mind, of course, we're going and, you know, because he's my dad, he should be an adult and respond in kind, then we're screwed. Because if he doesn't respond in kind or if he shuts us down, the resentment would even be bigger. So somehow in our mind... We have to come from a place of, I'm going to let go of the end result. That's the most important starting point in this type of communication. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my part, but I'm going to let go of expecting that it should work out a certain way. Because if we have that expectation and we get disappointed, the resentment's going to double or triple in size, and that's going to hurt us more than anyone, number one. Number two, I would do it only via letter or email, and there's a couple reasons why. First of all, because it's a major risk on your part to reach out to your dad who's already rejected you, you don't want to set yourself up for a rejection over the phone by any means whatsoever. So that's the number one reason. If he's going to reject you, allow him to do it via text, via email, via phone, uh, via a letter, but but not, not over the phone. So protect yourself. There's got to be some kind of level of self-protection here. And the other reason why I'm going to say do it via some type of written correspondence is so that you can actually get out your thoughts in an organized way. 
and express to him whatever you want to express. If you want to express that you feel bad that you've lost your relationship, that you'd like to regain the relationship, that you'd like to let this go, if you owe him the money and you haven't paid it, paid it off or tried to in 15 years, I would say that regardless of what he's done, that it would be smart to send money in the envelope and say, I'm going to start paying you back $100 a month for 15 months or $50 a month or $25 a month. That would be a good faith sign. So don't wait. This is the perfect time of year. Reconciliation, release the resentment. Pray that the op- the end result comes in the way you do, but don't get attached to it. After these messages, we'll have more of your emails. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, 1-800-548-8255. Email us questions. Text us, 941 941- Two six six seven six seven six. We love to hear from you. You can even post things on Facebook, David Essel Alive at Facebook. And uh, we'll look forward to communicating with you. And always, because the whole purpose of this show is to bring your life to the highest level possible. 1-800-548-TALK. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Broadcasting live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. David Essel alive every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-TALK. Uh, here's an email just came in. Your discussion with Randy about taking, taking risks was perfect for me. I appreciate your show and your guests. A question for you. Do you have any regrets in your life at all? No. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> I, I really don't think I have any. I'm just trying to. That, that stumped me. That stumped me. Do I have any regrets? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I believe that if I, I mean, I'll have to. That's a great question. As a matter of fact, I'm going to jot this down and I'm going to take it home and think about it. But my, my the direct, the really fast answer is no. I can't think of a regret I've had uh, that I have. I, I've cleaned up resentments. I have forgiven myself for choices made uh, in the world of addiction and spending and the, some of the insanity that I've been involved with in the past. But all of those things led me to this. You know, without all those experiences, I could not do the work I'm doing today. So I really don't believe. But if I do have any regret, regrets, I'll think about it over the week and come back. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, you were just talking about the girl and her dad not talking, and it struck a nerve. My daughter gets no emotional support from my former husband. Uh, on one of your YouTube videos, you say this is crucial so that she makes good decisions regarding boys to date. How do I help her when her father has no interest? That is a great question. Number one, the number one thing with all young girls that don't have a dad, that maybe the dad's never been there or because of addiction, 
he isn't uh, available mentally or emotionally. Um, he might be in prison. There could be all kinds of reasons why dads aren't around. Uh, it could be a workaholic. There could be all kinds of reasons. Uh, but the number one thing is that, first of all, you've got to get into a professional and let her know that this is a common experience. I mean, I think a lot of young girls, when they don't know the opposite, in other words, when all they've had is a non-available dad, and by the way, dads, wake the hell up. We see this all the time. And, you know, if there, it, this is one thing outside of abuse, and this is a form of abuse, emotional abuse. It pisses me off. Uh, fathers that are not emotionally present. Um, okay, I'll get off my box. So number one, uh, the moms get get, or if it's a dad and the mom's not available, get the child in for professional support to let her know that this is fairly common, but it doesn't mean it has to interfere with her life. Number one, number two, make sure that with this professional, she's expressing emotions. You know, the frustrations, the anger, the resentments at dad that a lot of young girls don't want to admit because they feel guilty. Like, dad's doing the best he can. Dad has to work extra hours. And dad, and they want to protect dad. Boys do it too. But we have to have them break through and feel the feelings that they're really feeling. And here's the big reason why. If, if, if a, a young girl can express her emotions to a professional and then eventually to mom and maybe even eventually to dad, she won't hold resentments against dad. And hence, she won't hold resentments against boys. But when a young girl has resentments against dad, that means that she doesn't trust dad. So all the boys that she will date will be boys that either she doesn't trust, who are trustworthy, or through the law of attraction, she'll attract boys that are not trustworthy to start with. So this can become just an absolute nightmare. And a lot of times, if you look at it, her dad is doing probably the same thing that that man's father or mother did to him, and it's a cycle that needs to be broken. And if you're experiencing that with your young girl, it can be broken with the right help. So I'm so glad you wrote in, and I'm glad that that topic uh, spurred you on to. Listen, as we're sharing all this information on the show, we want to make sure that every one of our listeners picks up a copy of our brand-new free book, The Power of Focus, because in there, you're going to have this in your hands. We're available three hours every Saturday. This book will be available for you 24-7, and it's absolutely free. The Power of Focus, How to Exceed Your Own Expectations in Life, we're giving away the first 1 million copies for free. After that, it's going to be 1995. This book sets up systems and processes on how to help you move through life, through frustration, through resentments, through procrastination in an organized, systematic way so you don't have to go back there again. Pick it up. Go to talkdavid.com. Talkdavid.com. Pick up a copy of your book, The Power of Focus. It's available in like eight different formats. The Power of Focus, absolutely free, and you'll receive so much of the similar information we give on the show, but it's going to be right in front of you, 24-7, and we're so proud to be able to do that. Um, let's see. Not God, there's so... Oh, uh, I need to wean myself from caffeine. I drink eight to ten cups of coffee a day. That is a lot. Wow. Uh, but I'm looking for a stimulant to take the place of this. All right. Uh, man, last week, what did I share with you? Rhodiola. That's probably one of the best herbal stimulants available today. Rhodiola. Uh, R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. Rhodiola is awesome. Now, ginseng, as long as you don't have any type of high blood pressure issues, ginseng, um, either Panax ginseng, which is the stronger of the ginsengs, 
or Siberian ginseng, which is the milder of the ginsengs. The ginseng family is great as long as you're not on high blood pressure medication or you struggle with high blood pressure. I would highly recommend one of those. So to substitute for caffeine, look at rhodiola and then also look at Panax ginseng, which is stronger, and the Siberian ginseng, which is a little milder. But I would look at those type of options. And then, of course, drink plenty of water, eat food every three to four hours, make sure you're eating healthy foods, um, get enough sleep, exercise, all the things mom told you. She's still right. Get plenty of sleep. Exercise, take care of yourself, cut back on any addictions to sugar, alcohol, nicotine, all that stuff interferes with energy levels as well. Today is the day. There is no other day but now for you sitting and listening or driving and listening to the show to make a decision. Attack what you don't want to attack. Become very honest with what you're doing in life that isn't healthy or isn't working. Become disciplined. Ask for help. You're not tuned into this show out of happenstance or chance. You're tuned into this show because you know you're ready to change. So let's attack it together. Be bold, be strong, be positive. Email us at talkdavid.com. Call us at 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there.